welcome to the OEC podcast. You're here with your co-host Shakira Liu. And Lucy Rose Nixon. Join us in chatting about all things acapella. Hello everyone. Thanks for joining us for the second episode of the OAC podcast. This morning we are super excited because we're joined by a very special guest, an incredible up-and-coming voice coach, who give a very warm welcome to Molly Parker. Woohoo! Hi Molly, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, today we just, we want to have a little chat um, about sort of your journey through uh, singing and through voice and how you're getting on at the moment, obviously in the current climate. So do you maybe want to start by telling us sort of how you got into what you're doing today and sort of what you're up to? Yeah, definitely. Um, God, where to start? Um, Well, singing and all of that voice work, I guess, was always a massive part of my life. I was singing from a really young age. Um, I loved group singing. I loved choirs. I loved all of that proper choir girl when I was growing up. Um, And then when I left school, I went to a drama school in London. And that's when I first heard of what voice coaching is. I always thought voice was just singing. I didn't think that there were classes for spoken voice as well. So I learned a little bit about it then. And then I went to uni of Warwick and I kind of thought, oh, well, all of my drama school stuff doesn't matter now. I'm going to be an academic and I'm going to be intellectual. (laughs) And then as I got into society work, um, which you get so many great opportunities at Warwick to do shows and all of that, I realised how um, important the skills I learned in voice coaching were to everyone that I was meeting, whether you're a singer, actor, um, people in interviews and everything. So I started doing that just kind of casually with people at uni. And I thought, oh, I really enjoy this. Why don't I take this on? Um, So now I'm doing a master's in voice coaching um, in London again, all online at the moment, which is very fun. And yeah, that's where I'm at. That's so incredible. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And obviously, because a lot of us, we, we all went to uni at Warwick and um, seeing you in a lot of shows for me personally, and, and just the, the amazing work that you've done here, um, just it just it goes to show how much you can do with your voice and how much, you know, training really, really benefits the long term you know, amplification and, and enhancement of your voice, which I think is is incredible what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. It's really interesting. It's very niche. <laughs> people are like, what is that? Yeah, um, I was going to say, I think even going through singing, like a lot of people probably don't know about that. They just sort of think it's, you know, you do your singing and you do your exams. You know, you don't really know about this whole other area that, you know, includes so much more. So it's really interesting. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people tend to think they have like a singing voice and a spoken voice. And I always say to people like, but you have one voice that can do amazing multiple things. So they really do complement each other. You know, when you go to drama school and you're in a musical theatre thing, um, you will do voice coaching alongside your training and all of that, because you do just have one brilliant voice that you should use as much as possible. (laughs) Oh, I love that message. That's definitely the message of the company as well. Like I I was asked, oh, can can everyone sing or can everyone do acapella? I'm like, well, everyone has a voice and, and they can make music in some way. So yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just like how you Definitely. use it. It's just yeah. So it's so um important to emphasize that message because otherwise people lose that that grip and they think it's un- inaccessible and it's it's a uh, it's definitely open for everyone. A hundred percent. It's just such a gift to be able to voice. And I know I always say this, but my brother's a non-verbal autistic, so I've grown up understanding how like amazing it is to communicate which oh, yeah. is like you know yeah. we take for granted so much 
um, which I think is another way, like subconsciously why I've got into what I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, you're so right, Shakira, like that message is just so integral to anyone. Yeah, everyone and everyone who can. Yeah. And of course, it hits so personally for you. And I just think your mission and, um, you know, encouraging in a really positive light for others to just communicate and to take care of their communication is just really inspiring, really, really inspiring. Oh, yeah. thank you. But I wanted to ask you a bit about Molly's Trills. That's your yeah. company. And I just, I think it's incredible. Like you've got, well, tell us a little bit about it and how it started and like what, you, what you're doing. Yeah, well, it started in lockdown one <laughs> a long time ago. And I kind of realized, so uh, bear in mind, after I finished Warwick, that was my, I was going into my fifth year of education with this master's. And I never thought I was going to do a master's. I always thought I want to just get out there. I just want to work. And so I was really dreading doing more reading over the summer for like the millionth time. And I thought, okay, how can I make this more fun? So I just thought, well, look, it's locked down. I'll put up like an Instagram account and I'll just put resources out. So as I'm reading, I'll put out like a snippet of what I learned that day or a little snippet here and there. Um, and then it just kind of started growing a little bit into some traction um, until I changed it to Molly's Trills, which is now, I guess, like, a, as you said, a company name. Um, and now I'm managing to get private clients through that and wow. holding webinars and stuff through people through that Instagram, even though I'm not like a massive following. It's really nice because I think the community that I've managed to build up so far is just really interested in voice and they really love um, hearing everything they can about it. So that's where I'm at right now. And it is really exciting. It's, it's kind of scary. It's kind of surreal to have like something that's yours. that's like yeah. out there. I'm sure you guys feel the same with this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. I def you just got to put your foot in the door, don't you? And be like, hello, this is what yeah, I love. 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, like, is, is anyone going to bite, basically? That's that's kind of it. It's yeah. really personal as well to try and try and get that, you know, going. A hundred percent. So you've obviously started this online and it's all been online sort of since, I guess, because, you know, it's all in lockdown. I was sort of wondering, you know, I'm I personally like I do a lot of singing. Usually I'm in a lot of choirs and like you said, and do singing lessons. But at the moment, I sort of feel a little bit static because, you know, there's so much that isn't going on. Mm. So how would you sort of encourage singers or just, you know, anyone sort of trying to develop their voice at the minute to, you know, have those avenues to sort of keep, you know, continuing to progress? Definitely. It's it's so hard at the moment. Like, it's so hard to get the motivation. And I guess I have like, on the other side of the coin, I would say to people like, don't beat yourself up for not keeping it up. Um, yeah. It's a hard time. Like, don't worry too much about being on top of yourself and thinking I need to progress in this time. However, on the other side of the coin, I would just say, remind yourself that you love this. It's not like a chore. It's not, um, it's not something that you have to necessarily do, but it's something that really can make your day-to-day -day better. I think there's just such power in being able to sing and play with your voice that I think is really easily forgotten throughout this time, especially. Um, obviously, like I'm the same Lucy, being in a group, it's just so nice. Like yeah. it's so nice being in a room with other people without masks on <laughs> and being able to hear people is so nice. Um, and, you know, I guess we've seen loads of videos of people managing to film themselves recording a harmony and then put it together with someone else mm -hmm. filming another harmony. And I think those are really beautiful as well. Um, but just reminding yourself that it's, it's really lovely. And it's, you know, I always think your voice is a part of you. So when you use your voice, then you are growing as like a person almost or or you're 
you're helping yourself as a person. And I just think that's a really positive way of finding motivation um, during this time. That's a, that's a great message to keep hold of. Like I, I, I sometimes do forget as well, just cause I, don't want to bother my neighbors quite frankly like you know just singing and um in my own time I just feel so self-conscious about people hearing me um that I just tend to avoid it and like you know don't want the banging on the door like please can you stop (laughs) yeah yeah that's so true it's so hard you can get like mufflers have you seen them what like Amazon and stuff are like they're like sound mufflers where you put them over your mouth and you'd be able to sing as much as you can, but they like muffle the sound. I have a lot of people on my course at the moment. Now it's remote doing that because we obviously have to make ridiculous sounds. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's quite a good idea. I mean, it's not wow. the same, but it might be a good idea. Might have De- to invest, yeah. Definitely <laughs> click the buy button now. LinkedIn buy it, no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, so that's, a, that's a good solution though. I think um, it, that, it, finding those kind of ways around it, super important. Mm. Yeah. But uh, Lucy, do you have any questions as well for in terms of her company? And we'll move on to some COVID stuff, Molly's company. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm really interested in the company. I don't really know a lot about it, um, but I'd be interested to sort of know what sort of, you know, what kind of topics you touch on in your sort of webinars and what, you know, people can get involved in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of um, resources I put out on like my Instagram page, it kind of goes from anything voice related, from singing to autism, to um, communication, to presentation, to anything that I think, oh, that's really interesting, I'll put it on. In terms of things that I usually work with, I've probably got more experience working with um, actors who want to keep up their training um, and stuff like that. However, I work a lot privately with clients. Again, it really ranges. I work with um, business people. I work with a hypnotherapist at the moment. I work with um, a musical theatre student and it kind of just ranges. I think it's really mad to see how many people are like, oh yeah, I have this this issue or this um, blockage with my voice and Mm. and that's what I'm basically there for, um, to give any information I can about vocal health and whatever as well as see if I can help people with tips and tricks over this time, especially. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, I was going to say, because I've got a question, how do you manage with time? Like, how how do you do it in, with the company <laughs> and the MA and like self-care and managing yourself and how do you yeah. do it? Well, I know you are like me in this respect, Shakira, because <laughs> I see all of your schedules and I love it. Like, I'm obsessed. <laughs> so that is like my brain. I like to write a to-do list every single day. I like to yeah. have every half an hour filled with something, whether that's whether I literally write down half an hour, chill on my phone, half an hour, do this. Um, <laughs> I'm a time management freak. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. But I think most of all, it's just about getting into a solid routine. I didn't realize until lockdown hit how important a routine was for yeah. me. 100%. So managing to kind of go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time every day. And I have something consistent in the morning that I do as kind of consistent morning routine. And then I just go from there. Um, but, you know, I think it's also important to remember flexibility. Some days, some weeks I'm able to prioritize Molly's trails, but some weeks I have to prioritize an assignment, my master's, you know. Right. Um, and kind of not beating yourself up about that is really, really important because I can be like too overly ambitious and then just burn out. Um, yeah, that's so, so true. Yeah. Just managing to kind of keep flexible 
and doing whatever like feels good I guess make a schedule that makes you feel good at the end of the day yeah Yeah, that's that's a key thing to take away because it is really um funny that me and Lucy have both got that background with sort of running a cappella society here so after me it was Lucy who took it on and so like Mm. we've just got like a bunch of like leaders here kind of doing their own kind of thing and making these adjustments to their life based on lockdown yeah um trying to maintain that busy schedule that we all used to have like before lockdown Yeah, I was going to say, it's so crazy. Like, I feel for for people, especially like us, who are usually so busy, you know, at the beginning of lockdown, it just felt like such a, you know, a hit because that is it. Like, your schedule just completely changes and you have to think, right, you know, I need to think of so many other things now to fill my time. And I think we're lucky that, you know, we found those things, you know, a lot of us are studying or, you know, got things going on in the background. So it's, you know, it's really nice that we have that. Uh, But I think it is very difficult. Yeah, it's so difficult. And I think, you know, I think I gave myself maybe two weeks off yeah. when lockdown hit. And then I was like, I'm going crazy. And I know that's <laughs> probably not normal. <laughs> and people probably enjoy it more. But yeah, it is nice to like balance out the time as well. Yeah. Like I'll have a day where I'm like, I'm not doing anything like yeah. at all in the slightest. Um, but God, yeah, I do feel so lucky to have stuff to do because for the person that I guess we all are, <laughs> I would go so crazy. <laughs> 100%. The other day I realized that actually doing work and being busy is a form of self-care. Like yeah. self-care doesn't just mean switching off, mm-hmm. right? Completely. If I was to switch off completely, like you say, I would go crazy, Molly, like literally. Mm-hmm. And same. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. But I guess the next question that we, we have to address <laughs> is, <laughs> is this kind of period we're in of sort of like, uh, strange times, social unrest, some isolation, um, you know, mayhem with COVID. And I guess what's what's been the takeaway either, you know, in top of routine, good or bad? Um, has it been more positive or has it been really like, I mean, it's, it's probably been a bit of both, but, you know, talk about this time and how it's impacted you a little bit and maybe even your company a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh, God, where do I start? Yeah, I struggle slowing down, as we've established. I really struggle slowing down. Um, So it was a really testing time during the first lockdown, definitely. Um, In terms of how it's impacted Molly's trills and even even my masters, um, we've basically been online the whole time. When we were able to go in person, it was in for like uh, three hours a week and we all had masks on for the whole time. So it's kind of hard it's like a bittersweet because it's like I can imagine how amazing everything would be if I was able to be in a room with the people I'm with and with masks off however I haven't had like a snippet Mm. um so it's almost like I've been protected by the bubble like I don't really know what's on the other side um the one that like yesterday I had two client sessions one was a group session and one was private And that's when it really hit me how COVID can work really well with group sessions, I think, because um, especially when, you know, I'm a coach slash teacher, it's really nice to be able to be able to check in with everyone. They can privately message you really easily if anything's going on. Um, You can deliver the information quite well. Um, And they can have some fun. Like you can see the joy in people when they've been on a screen, sat down doing nothing all day for you to be like, right, let's get up on our feet. You can see it's like, oh, that's so nice. However, in a private session, 
I like would give anything to be able to be in the room with people because it's so hard to have someone, you know, expecting that extra care or extra attention and me not really able to give as much as I would want to because I can't see them properly or I can't, um, I can't help them relax their shoulders because I can't place my hands on them, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of both. It's a great like way of opportunities. And I think we are really evaluating how we can make it work every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is hard. It's definitely hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's bittersweet, I'd say. Yeah, I think something I've sort of taken from it, maybe on the positive side, is like, you see just how much people want to do those things. Like I do find like, it's like yeah. how you said, um, you know, people look so happy when they've finished a session and it's something that, you know, a year ago you would think, well, you know, that's probably feels like nothing. You know, you do it every day, you go to rehearsals mm. and it's just, you know, your daily routine. But I think now you sort of realize just how much you value those things. And I'd like to think Definitely. sort of, you know, when everything starts back up again, that, you know, you'll just feel, I mean, it, you know, it'll probably wear off very quickly and you'll take things for granted. And, but, you know, I can just imagine getting so much value out of just one in-person, you know, singing with people. It just, the idea just feels so amazing. Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. Definitely. It, it. I just, I really miss it. And I think that's, that's to me is like, oh, the minute I can get in a room with one other person who can sing um, is incredible. And I think mm. it, it reminds me that, you know, the, and if we're talking about luck and, you know, the privilege of having audio editing skills I didn't realize that we would need <laughs> to do that and learn how to do that and I, and I feel like it's such um if you can do it then that's that's incredible but I don't know about you I downloaded TikTok for the first time yesterday <laughs> and tried to stitch a yes. video together <laughs> you oh. will not find me online by the way you will not find me TikTok you're in like two weeks time yeah <laughs> <laughs> give, it, give it time give it time but yeah. I, I really struggled to stitch the videos together and like get oh, the audio God, to yeah. match up a hundred percent. I literally downloaded TikTok and I was like, I don't know how to make a video, yeah. but I'm happy to <laughs> scroll through other people. <laughs> like, I really don't know how to work it. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. Let's just be a consumer rather than a, than a, <laughs> a output. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I think now it's, it's, it's such a privilege to, to be able to have those skills and, and the, the demand is higher than ever. Um, because we do we want to send in our voice and to hear that sound together especially with with um, acapella mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I wanted to go on and, and talk about like the the initiative so um, this is the initiative it was created by a group called Tone Up um, and a couple of members from Tone Up um, created this and it is a sort of centered around competition season and competition season in acapella is from January through to March and it is um, centered around the ICCAs, which is sort of like the World Cup of acapella. And it's a, sort of an American based, um, but there are finals, semifinals, quarterfinals over here in the UK. And then people fly over to the US and finish um, over there and compete against the U- US group. So it's big, it's huge. Um, so we center competition season around those three months and around that competition. And this initiative is exploring how we can sort of create spotlights essentially on um people of color within communities within acapella um so Mm. acapella groups or in in local areas but creating profiles and trying to interpret a hashtag um based on sort of results from a survey that was conducted a while ago um 
um, and how we can create traction and start a conversation around around changing diversity within this particular sector. And so the you know the reason that sort of I got you on Molly as well to talk about and have a catch up of how you're doing and everything. <laughs> Because you put on your story um, that, you know, you're really interested in exploring diversity and, and looking at the the sort of diversity within your sector, yeah. too, which is which is voice coaching. And you, you had a really good like, well, a really re- a revelation, really, the other day on your story when you, you had a chat about it and you were like, I didn't realize this. And do you want to tell us yeah. a little bit what that was? Yeah, well, you know, it's something that kind of I've been thinking about throughout the whole course, especially. And, you know, I think we always think theatre, performance, everything is the most inclusive place ever. Um, But it's not point blank, like it's just not. And I think during Warwick, especially, I was so lucky to make mistakes because I learned that from those mistakes, I learned so much. And I'm so glad I had that experience at Warwick because Warwick wasn't great diversity but in the long run from the institutions that I've been in it was great diversity so to make those mistakes in that setting was like okay great this is impacting me now as a person I hold this back in the back of my mind so I went into this course really hopeful um my perspective on a voice coach as I said is just someone who tries to help people speak confidently which has no discrimination against it however it's an unbelievably white industry like unbelievably white um and you know I guess part of it might be because it's a new industry um it was really designed by women um white women but they were obviously taught by theatre by white men and it's very much like voice coaching has been in a habit of like master students student teaches what the master taught them and then you know it passes down yeah However, I've noticed during my classes from my white lecturers, they Mm -hmm. always speak about Eastern practices. A lot of their work is shaped by Tai Chi, yogic practices, all of that. And you just have to think like, well, why the fuck aren't I being taught this by by the people that are teaching you this? Because it is so influenced. Um, And a lot about voice coaching is about releasing tension and feeling, you know, um, I guess more of the quote unquote hippy dippy side that people see is that yeah. it's a lot about connecting to um, to what you want to say from within. And all of that is like Eastern practices, all of it is. And we have a habit in the West to take those practices, put some medicine or facts on it and say it's our own. And that's just been really clear to me throughout. And so, you know, we've demanded as cohorts to have more inclusivity and and more people coming in and it's just a massive problem and i i'm hopeful that we're at a tipping point with it um especially when it comes to accent coaching um black panther had a white accent coach for example um which you know it's 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 all about it's it's a hard conversation because yeah she had the tools to do it but whether she's the right person to do it and whether it was right for her to have the tools no um but we are at a tipping point in terms of, I don't know if any of you caught like the Barbershop Chronicles at the National no. Theatre. No, great, great performance. Um, and that was done. Um, that accent coach was a black accent coach. And it happened to be one of the only theatre shows ever where they didn't whitewash 
black accents wow. because what has a tendency to do is accent coaches come in being white and director mm-hmm. is white working with mm-hmm. maybe a diverse cast but they're like we need to whitewash the accent so that our white audience understand it um and I remember mm-hmm. watching Barbershop Chronicles and I was like I don't understand half of these references because I'm wow. so white but <laughs> It doesn't matter. Like it really yeah. doesn't matter to understand every word yeah. because the atmosphere and and what they're doing is amazing. So yeah, a very long-winded way of saying that we have a really long way to go, but I think we're at a tipping point um, in yeah. everything with voice. And you know, I just guess I really encourage people on my platform or or in this as well to just constantly criticize your lens. Me as a white person, yeah. like I do that all the time, or I'm trying to keep that up as much as I can. And it's really, I also really want to like stress that it's exciting to do that. I think, you know, for me, growing up with white privilege and when I started making those mistakes, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm an awful person. Um, I want to crawl into a hole and I want to never see anyone again. (laughs) However, you've got to start thinking that it's such like you're opening so many opportunities for people and you are opening so many possibilities into a so much more exciting world. Um, Yeah. That's the whole ramble. I think you're so right. Like, you know, I think as a white person, it feels almost like a very sensitive issue a lot of the time. So you don't, you almost don't want to say anything or you don't want to voice your opinion because, you know, there is that fear that you're doing something wrong or you're going to make a mistake. And I think it is accepting that, you know, at some point in the future, you will make another mistake and you have made Mm -hmm. mistakes in the past and you just have to keep, you know, educating yourself, learning more and more and, you know, getting what you can from it because, you know, you can't shy away from it at this point. And I think that's something that you've, you know, it's it's become a lot more clear even in the past, you know, year or so. And I think it's such yeah. a good thing because it, it opens up the avenue for these conversations. And I think it's so important. Yeah, 100%. And especially in the voice industry too, because, yeah. you know, it, it can't really be avoided anymore. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it you you both said this kind of feeling uncomfortable. We, that That is actually, that's exciting. That's mm-hmm. That yeah. is a state that we unfortunately speaking as a woman of color I've been feeling uncomfortable and and for for a lot in a lot of my experiences doing a lot of things that I do and so and for me that is sort of like you know I have my own reasons for doing that because I want to inspire those who look like me I want to show you know understand Mm. my privilege as well and what I can do to for for someone who was me in my position five years ago and who, who didn't feel like I could achieve the things that I have done um, and I think being uncomfortable for me is something I'm used to. And I think like it's really, really, um, I don't know, good to hear these these conversations mm. starting of like, yeah, I made mistakes. I am uncomfortable and I'm going to keep being uncomfortable until we d- something becomes right. Right. Yeah. We reach a state of of kind of getting closer to that goal. So. I think that's what this initiative is trying trying to do. It so it's it's hashtag comp season four change, and it's you know even though centered around acapella, I mean acapella is an extremely broad spectrum. Speaking, mm. you know, it's it's the voice in general, um, and so and what we can do with making music in our body. So I think starting these conversations around this hashtag and trying to spread sort of knowledge, understanding, experiences, um, you know, like our lens like you say molly and um taking that and and just talking just talking Mm. right now like uh, you know yesterday we were saying how maybe it's beyond a hashtag maybe it is beyond sort of what we can do in these three months and obviously it's got to extend it's longer than that 
but maybe it's like systemic like you say um the, the practices that we know come down from this kind of this this higher position of and history um where mm-hmm. that was just the norm so of course our practices now plays musicals they don't have roles for people that look like me really yeah. predominantly because yeah. that's just not the way that history played out mm-hmm. um and if in you know how do we tackle that's a big that's a big thing to look at um yeah it's kind of scary yeah it is but it is just so important and I think yeah you just got to get used to speaking about it and you know I think there's something so much more respectable about someone who's like willing to open their mouth and say something that's wrong or mm-hmm. um make a mistake than someone who like buries their head in the sand you know yeah. Yeah. um but I think especially something that I'm very aware of going into voice coaching and another reason why I think it is so white mm-hmm. is because you don't always earn a lot of money in music and voice and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. And I'm so lucky that I have the financial opportunity to be able to commit to a career like that. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of people don't, you know, and I think that's another like it is. It's just all about it's all about the system, isn't it? It's all yeah. About the, <laughs> the end of the day, have yeah. a go at the government. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> But like, yeah, we could start these conversations here, but it is that bigger, larger system of, um, and that's going to take a lot of reform um, and a lot of time. And, and we're, you know, at the very, very start. um, And there's a lot of work to be done. Um, But I'm just, I'm just super excited for having discussions around this, this topic and um, getting it out there because, um, it just has to be done. We can't bury our head in the sand anymore. Um, so I just wanted to, before before we wrap up and go, I wanted to just ask, where can people find you? What can they do to sort of contact you if they want your services um, or want some advice? I'll take care of that. Yeah. Voice. My Instagram handle is molly's underscore trills. Um, on Facebook, my name is different called Find Your Voice with Parker. But if you message me on there or on Instagram, I'll reply. Um, and if not, you can send me an email at mollyp266 at gmail.com. Fantastic. Awesome. That's exciting. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot of people in the community who are probably not taking care of their voice as much as they should be in isolation. <laughs> so please take advantage of this. Um, and Molly's just super friendly. Just reach out to her um, and have a chat. So, yeah, thank you so much for being yeah, on. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been <laughs> lovely. Yeah, it's been it's just been wonderful. And I mean, ideally we want to do this again and like catch up and so we, you know, when when we can be in person, it's going to be so much different. I feel like chatting in person is so so different. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you so much Molly and thank have you Molly. A wonderful wonderful rest of thank your week. Thank you and you guys. Thank you awesome. so much. And I, we're not really sure how to, yeah, good luck. But how do we wrap? We'll just say goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.